Okay, hello everyone. Hi everyone. Hey Peter, haven't seen you in a long time. Oh, hello, yes. Long time no see. Been a few weeks. Yes, uh, welcome to the Mental Debriefing Podcast. Um, my name is Peter Tam. We have our co-host here. Hi everyone. So, Peter, what have you Please been introduce to? yourself, co-host. <laughs> I did. You introduced me. You said Leslie. Okay, our co-host Leslie is here. Thank you for introducing me, Peter. So it's been a few weeks. Uh, how have you been? What have you been up to? Um, haven't been up to much. Um, I've been really busy. Yeah, I've been uh, doing a lot of open houses and... Um, that's it. How about you? Uh, I recently came back from Yellowstone National Park. If anyone has the opportunity to go there, I definitely recommend it. It was gorgeous. <clears throat> there was, um, I don't know if anyone's familiar, but you can go see the Prismatic Springs. They have a ton of different waterfalls, and it was just amazing. But we actually flew into Missoula, Montana first to go see Chris Stapleton and what the heck? <laughs> so that was originally we, we were going to go see Chris Stapleton here in Anaheim he recently performed at the Honda Center but we thought why don't we just go see him in a different state and make a trip out of it so we decided to go to Montana and Missoula was actually a, a great city um, had a hipster vibe going on which I didn't anticipate but we had a great time there Chris Stapleton was awesome um really like his music and then from Missoula we went to uh West Yellowstone National Park and we were there for four days which was plenty of time to explore the national park we went on a 10 mile hike the second day that we were there which was really strenuous we hiked Benson Peak and then from Benson Peak we did um uh Geyser Falls which was beautiful. Uh that a, a very strenuous hike but worth it. Definitely recommend getting um bear spray. Oh and we saw a ton of bison. So there was bison everywhere. It was uh, mating season so they were everywhere and that was that was really cool. Uh I did get scared <laughs> and Frank uh got upset because I was a little scared because they were so uh, they were near us um but yes it was it was an amazing experience um and then from there we went to salt lake city utah where we attended a baseball game and a soccer game which was really cool and we went to an amazing dim sum restaurant over there (laughs) oh yeah you're uh, into the dim sum (laughs) yeah it was really good surprisingly in salt lake city they have a really good dim sum restaurant Oh, that's good to hear. Um, I've been to Yellowstone myself. Did you see a lot of um, Chinese tourists there? Yes. Yes, there were definitely. Okay, yeah. good. We went to, especially like the what, like when we, went to, when we did the 10 mile hike, there weren't too many tourists, but yes. when you go to the, um, oh my gosh, what is it? Old Faithful. Old Faithful, yes, Geyser. There's a ton of tourists there. And then uh, Prismatic Springs, as well as the uh, volcano, um, like mud pots. Oh yeah, the boiling mud. Yes. Yeah. 
And one thing though, there was a lot of mosquitoes. I got bit about eight times. Um, and then it smells like egg because of the sulfur. Oh yeah, I like so, that smell. <laughs> be prepared to, uh, yeah, to smell that. Yeah, there was a uh, Chinese tourist that, um, this was a few years back, he, uh, People believe there's uh, health benefits to dipping yourself in those springs. And Isn't then, it too hot? And then he got boiled to death, so... Oh my gosh. Because, <laughs> you know, Palm Springs Palm Springs is famous, Desert Hot Springs, that whole area, because there's an actual spring there, which there's spring water, mm-hmm. and then people believe there's certain health benefits to being in spring water, so... Chinese people, they uh, decided to take it upon themselves to go dip into the spring, and then um, they got boiled to death. But um, Oh my gosh, that's horrible. How did you feel about uh, Montana? There was one guy who try, who like was trying to, he was, I think he like dipped his foot, I don't know, but it was, yeah, extremely dangerous. I'm like, why the heck is he doing that? It's obviously really hot. Um, sorry, what was your question? How do you feel about Montana? I thought it was great. I thought because you said it was hipster and I loved it. I there were everyone was so welcoming. We went to a brewery, and the bartenders were were these you know women, and they were just I just felt like they were very welcoming, and I appreciated that because that's not always the case in different you know different places. So I I felt very welcome. It was somewhat diverse. I felt that there was a um, there was definitely uh, definitely an LGBTQ presence there, uh, which added to the diversity of the community. So I really enjoyed it. I thought I thought it was um, yeah very welcoming. I, re- I recommend uh, people go visit Missoula and then go to Yellowstone. Um. Okay. I uh, someday I'll go back to that area. I've been. Um, I don't travel much of these days, as you're aware, so yeah. um, I just uh, I just uh, do my deliveries and do real estate and try to keep things uh, local here. Um, I don't know if I would go back. I think that once was good enough. <laughs> we saw mostly everything. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, for a while there, there was a... Uh, my travel schedule was like I would go someplace once with my friends and I would go then I learned my lessons and then I would go again with my family mm-hmm. so I would do like a double trip but um now I just stopped traveling because uh in 2016 I went on 12 trips like local trip like local uh, uh-huh. lo- well I went on 13 trips but they were all like within they were all kind of local. Okay. So nothing out of country, just within the bordering states. Oh. And um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of over it. But um, yeah, there you you can learn a lot by traveling and learning about uh, different cultures, et cetera, et cetera. But then um, I used to watch Hugh Hauser on KCT, and then <laughs> and then um, there's a certain value to local knowledge as well you can be in a because he said once like 
you can um have like a one square mile block mm-hmm. that that's where you're you're there the whole time mm-hmm. and then and then he will said he could make a sh- make like 20 years of shows based like on a one square mile so you can be in a local area and then you go deeper so there's a different different ways obviously um if if you travel you can broaden your horizons did you uh see any cows and cowboys (laughs) cowgirls um you were at a chris stapleton concert so i imagine there's the the people in attendance yeah there were some people that were dressed up in their you know cowboy gear but most of them were really laid back i noticed that a lot of the people in attendance were very laid back in comparison to concerts here people get dressed up and they're you know wanting to impress but over there it's a lot more laid back i noticed which i appreciated um so cool um okay we'll take a quick pause here okay continuing on here um how did you feel about uh, Salt Lake City, that area? Oh, so Salt Lake City, unfortunately, there was a really thick haze. Uh, so we couldn't really appreciate the landscape. I'm sure it's beautiful, but we couldn't see it because of the haze. Oh, yeah, but, there was a fire, right? Yeah, there was a fire. Yeah, but we did go see um, Mormon Temple Square, which was absolutely gorgeous. We toured their... Um, the the grounds there and it was so beautiful and there was a few weddings going on at the time that we went so we got to witness that and we took a few photos and there was a few tourists there um the city was was relatively clean for the most part and they actually have um bikes that you can rent and you can tour the city uh, on the bike which is really cool <clears throat> so you rent it it's a one dollar initial fee and then they charge you i think it's like 15 cents for every additional minute or something like that but mm. you have to download the app lime i believe it's called and then you use the app to rent the bikes and you can tour the city that way i i thought it was a great idea you you know do some physical activity and tour the city just oh. a different way oh yeah they um yeah some cities they have like the um wait was this like was there a, like an attendant that would Mm-mm. it's just you put coins in or no so you download the app and oh yeah then, and then they charge your credit card yeah they charge the credit card and then you're able to unlock the bike using the app and then you use it for whatever however uh, long you need it oh that makes sense yeah so I think more cities should adopt that. Well, I don't know if that would be practical in Los Angeles because everything's so spread out. Well, people would check the bike, but um, I know, but then your credit card would. So I guess that's a okay option. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like beach cities and stuff, you can always, you know, they have a lot of bike shops at beach cities so you can rent bikes. Yeah. And then you can uh, go ride bikes with your date and enjoy the huntington beach sunset so speaking of dates have you gone on any whoa 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 whoa, whoa. (laughs) well um we haven't spoken in a long time but um oh yeah i I went on this date with this um this uh girl from rialto and um yeah so we went to victoria gardens and we went to the uh Fast pro shops 
And then, you went um, to Bass Pro Shops? Whose idea was that? Yours? That was my hers? idea. Oh, gosh. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, she wasn't really into it. And then, um, why would you take her there? Was there anything that made you think she would enjoy that store? Yeah, people really enjoy that type of atmosphere. And then, um, and then uh, we had Japanese food, and then because uh, there was a kabuki there, mm-hmm. and then yeah, you know I have my uh, I have like a uh, they have this like uh, a discount card thing, so gotta take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. The restaurant, um, and then I and then um, afterwards, uh, yeah, things happen. You know, we sat around, we talked, and then. Was a good night kiss, but then there is no second date. So, Aww. but anyways, but uh, yeah, people's opinions change after uh, after. The, well, the next week I was super busy, and then I texted her, but then she didn't really uh, respond. She didn't really text that much back. So, anyways, it got it got kind of weird, but um, I don't know. She said uh. Well, during the date, I, I don't know. I, I This is where uh, sleep is important because I had not had adequate sleep for a uh, long period of... There was, I had two days of really bad sleep because um, I had to wake up early that whole week. Because mm-hmm. um, I was... And then... Um, and then... So that affected that affected my date. behavior on that day because oh you're so laid back or too laid back for me because you know she was uh, talking a lot and all that stuff and then you know I had a lot of uh, physical chemistry and then all that so there was a uh, good night kiss but <laughs> but um, I mean she gave up on it too early so that's the problem with these online dates because. Um, they, uh, they always look for ways to for the relationship to not go on because there's always a temptation of uh, mm-hmm. you have a full app full of eligible bachelors why would you want to make sh- why would you want to work on something because you just met the guy right so yeah um when you can just go go off on to the next one but anyways that's uh enough of the uh, dating adventures um speaking of dating frank and i while we were uh at yellowstone so we stayed at an airbnb right outside of the park and we were watching uh tlc (laughs) and there's a show called 90 day fiance have you ever seen it i don't have cable ma'am okay so these people they meet other people online and there was this one guy who met this woman from Colombia, and she would send him pictures, Ooh. and they had this online relationship. Ooh. And he was convinced that he, you know, this was going to be his wife, and he made plans to fly over to go see her in Colombia. But before seeing her, he was already sending her money, <laughs> so that because she didn't have a job, she oh lord, yeah. And I was so shocked that anyone would send someone send someone they they've never met before money 
Anyways, he ends up flying to Colombia, and he sets up a date with her at a restaurant. It's he was they were originally supposed to meet at seven o'clock, but she didn't show up till like ten o'clock. And anyways, the show the show ended there. But I'm just so surprised because it was not just him. There was other people who were caught in the same situations where they were, you know, pursuing these people that they've never met. And like, for example, him, he was like sending her money and he was pretty much convinced that he was going to marry this person. Do you think that, what do you, what do you think? What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think it's so crazy, but I, I think that's, more, you know, it's, it, I think that does happen nowadays. Well, it's the same thing as, um, Those types of things have happened throughout history. Obviously not the online aspect, but um the whole uh you know, you go you go to a foreign country to mm-hmm. get a wife because of American women or uh there were certain attitudes that American <laughs> women have. Oh my gosh. The the this is um this is the this is why a lot of people pursue the uh the uh, foreign Eastern European or, or um, you know, Colombian woman. There was him, and then there was another guy who was pursuing a woman from Thailand, and they were. Ba- I felt like they were solely basing their decision on looks. Like that's all that mattered to that's them. That's what men. Like the the guy who's pursuing this woman from Thailand when he met her. He all he was like talking about is how beautiful she was, and oh my god, you're gorgeous, you're beautiful. And it was, I, it was just based on her looks. Like, he didn't really know her. And he was convinced, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to marry her. She's beautiful. And that's all. That's, I, I felt like that's all he needed to know. I think you need to watch a few episodes of The Bachelor or a few seasons. To, I have an ant infestation in this house, so if you feel something, it's probably ants crawling up. Oh, jeez. So be careful. <laughs> I wake up every morning and then I spend like two hours killing ants. But oh um, there's no ants right now, but uh, they're reproducing as we speak, so they'll be out by morning. Okay, so you suggest I watch The Bachelor, which I have seen. Yeah, I mean, The Bachelor is like, uh, there are certain episodes um, where you can tell what a guy, because The Bachelor one is where it's it's all the... Um, girls compete for the guy. The Bachelorette one is the mm-hmm. opposite. Um, so the Bachelor one, it's all on looks. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like like one of the one of the seasons, um, I picked the winner because there was this like half Filipino girl. Oh, oh was uh, she the opera singer? No, 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 no. Oh, um, oh no, no, she was not half Filipino. She was half Asian, but not. Yeah, uh, there was this. Um, Danielle on The Bachelor? I don't know. She was half Filipino. Um, this might be the wrong one. Uh, oh, no, no, no. That's another girl I follow on Instagram. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, so there was uh, there was this half Filipino girl from Seattle. And then there was the, the uh, Bachelor was from Texas. And then, you know, there was, like, all these, like, outgoing women. And everyone thought they were going to win. Mm-hmm. But then she was, like, in the background. But then, um, like on the second episode or whatever, <laughs> like like it took a while for them to go on their one on one date. But then um, 
that's when the bachelor guy said oh yeah you're smoking hot <laughs> and then i was like she's gonna win <laughs> and then she won and then everyone was caught by surprise because she was like the most quiet one uh-huh. they had been exchanging notes um romantic notes to each other back and forth that the cameras didn't want to catch yeah. to not spoil the the ending but then i i could tell because of what the guy said wow because she's smoking hot and then i was like she's gonna win and then she won and then all these other girls are what why who is that blah 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 and i was like come on <laughs> i know how guys think <laughs> i whatever i it is what do you remember when juan pablo was yes, the bachelor and he really liked the opera singer remember her she's really beautiful she was an opera singer and he was really into her but i remember her words exactly she decided to um that she decided she didn't want to be part of the show anymore because she didn't have a cerebral connection with him (laughs) i don't even think he knew what that meant but so she decided no I, i don't have a connection with this with him so she decided i'm just not i don't want to participate anymore and that's one of the differences I think between men and women is men they I feel like they just care about looks and yeah chemistry is a physical attraction is important I'm not saying it's not but it shouldn't be the only thing well I mean it's there's a difference because um, of evolution and you know the high cost of pregnancy etc etc through an evolutionary standpoint Uh Um, I don't want to way too far into that but you know it's the philosophy because the woman's looking for um a man that can take care of them someone that's an intelligent man is like someone that can provide because smarts are in in this modern day and age smarts and Mm -hmm. um it's similar to physical strength because both you can you can uh help get a better salary thus uh you can provide for for your family provide for for yourself Mm -hmm. um but then for for a guy it doesn't matter (laughs) i I mean the woman you know the guy can look like super ugly but then if he's like um you know a really successful doctor it wouldn't matter Mm -hmm. because he could provide but then men men is different i mean the woman could uh she's smoking hot keyword smoking hot and then she works at Walmart. The guy doesn't care. The guy doesn't care if she's she's uh, working at Walmart or if she's a doctor. If she's cool to hang out with, then and she's smoking mm-hmm. hot, then <laughs> it works out in the end. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. But you know, men are more visual. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how we ended up talking about this. Oh yeah, we were talking about dating. Yeah. But um. Yeah, men are more visual, but then there there is some chemistry, but then that's important. You can't have completely boring parties or else it would be, uh, there's a future divorce on the line. But mm-hmm. in general, men, men have certain things they're looking for. And then um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And attraction is a big part of that. Mm. Okay. So you sent me a very uh, interesting comment. Speaking about dating. (laughs) Last night, you sent me a message, Viva Mexico. And this morning, 
I looked at it again, and you sent me an article that yes. Mexico, Guadalajara, has, oh Guadalajara, has legalized sex in public. Uh, can you elaborate on that? I'll be honest, I didn't read the article. <laughs> well, I read the article. Um, basically, it's if um, if the you can have sex in public like the police they're not gonna enforce enforce um they're not gonna tell you to stop having sex in public if a cop sees you having sex in public they're not gonna stop you uh-huh. um unless there's if a neighbor complains then they can come and stop you but if if they just if no one's complaining and then they see you guys are doing it in public or in your car or whatever, then they're not going to stop. But if there's a complaint, then they can stop. Oh, so there's like a loophole. Yeah. Kind of. Because, for instance, someone can decide, oh, let's just have sex at a restaurant. Like, you know. Yeah, anyways. And if someone says, I'm offended, and they complain, then that gives police officers the right to say something and intervene. Correct. Okay. Okay, well. Yeah, the char- the changes were, this is from the article, the changes were issued in the capitals of the state of Jalisco under the argument that police should focus on combating crime and not bother those who might be lacking funds to pay for a hotel. Hmm. So, um, do you support something like this? I have mixed emotions because... I wouldn't feel comfortable if I saw someone or if I saw a couple or I don't know, whatever. I just wouldn't feel comfortable people having sex next to me. I think that's something I think I feel like that's something that should be done in private. But then I can understand why other people would say, well, it's very natural. For instance, women, you know, it's natural for them to breastfeed. Why can't they breastfeed in public? What's the difference between breastfeeding, which I'm a proponent of, versus having sex? They're both well, natural there's a bit of a difference, but things that happen, right? So I have mixed emotions about it. What about you? Um, I'm pro. You're pro, okay. <laughs> I guess the difference, sorry, you just alluded to that there is a difference. One is, is nece- so, so breastfeeding, you could argue, is necessary for survival, but not necessarily. I mean, you could always give your baby formula, right? Someone can argue that. Or you can use a breast pump and then do that whole thing uh-huh. with, um, with the bottle. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm I'm kind of neutral because I don't live in Mexico, so whatever, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's you know people can do what they want. You know, um, certain women they get turned on by. There's a certain uh, riskiness of uh, doing it in public, or even having like PDA, because because you know some couples, you know they. They hold hands. They do a lot of like kissing and stuff and uh-huh. making out in public. Um, you know, I'm I'm sure you're aware of that. And then there's uh-huh. there's other couples that they don't hold hands. They don't do anything. You don't <laughs> want to even know that they are together. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sure a certain couple that we're both familiar with um, <laughs> come to mind. So 
I mean, different couples, they, they have different types of chemistry. So, right. Uh, you never know. And if, if this really, uh, mm-hmm. really active couple who likes uh, public displays of affection, PDA, um, if they take things a bit far, you know, um, who am I to, to, to judge? Right. You know, I'm, I'm very... Uh, libertarian and thinking so it's like you know i mean if if someone you know the loophole is if someone complains so you know if you're doing it in a church altar you know then (laughs) you know then that's yeah a different story but if you're just uh in in a beach you know people in the beach they're freaking uh they're nearly naked anyways on the beach and then they're just doing something then who am I to mm-hmm. make a big fuss about everything? Yeah, I, again, I have mixed emotions. I remember once I was walking to my class, the class that I was taking, and this guy was standing in the middle of a hallway and he was exposing himself. And I remember I was so shocked and offended and just... Oh, I, I called my husband and I, I couldn't believe it. Um, that he w- that someone would do something like that. And uh, you hear like I've read through emails like the school sent out an email like this person was exposing himself. Please be careful. Da 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 da. I think for women, it, it for a guy to do that, it's very you know kind of threatening um, in a way because you never know what they're gonna do. So in that regard. I could see how some people would take advantage of that and like start exposing themselves to women and doing all kinds of obnoxious and you know just offensive things because they have you know because now it's illegal to have sex so they're gonna take it to an extreme and I don't agree with that yeah I don't think um... it creates a very host it can create a very hostile environment I don't I don't think that will be a common reality in the United States, even in Nevada. So, you know, who knows? Um, you know, we'll see. I mean, right now, no one knows what's going to happen. So, I'm also really surprised because I think most, like, traditionally, Hispanics are very conservative. Most of them, a good portion of them, are Catholic, which which is why I'm surprised that they're okay with this yeah they in the article it says that um guadalajara is very conservative blah 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 so, yeah i can see there um, being a backlash and maybe people rethinking this decision well we'll we'll find out yeah. soon enough but uh, cops should be combating crime not for people showing showing passion um consensual passion towards each other mm. um yeah that's that's all I have to say. Um, but uh, it's interesting because right now we don't know what's going to going to happen. So um, they may change the law back in a few years. But yeah. they they have another. You know, Mexico has a lot of to deal with anyway. So mm-hmm. um, focusing on cr- actual crime might be might be a prudent thing to do. Yeah, I agree. Um. Uh, you wanted to discuss some um, uh, MMA happenings, so uh, 
Yes, so last, when was it? A few weeks ago, there was um, MMA fight. The main, um, on the main card, there was uh, DJ Dillashaw versus Cody, and I forgot his last name. And I was happy with Cody the outcome. Yes, I was happy with the outcome. I'm a uh, Dillashaw fan, but what? why? <laughs> because he's a um, he was on the Ultimate Fighting um, Champion Championship or whatever, and he was a great coach. I, I really, I was really impressed by him, um, which is why I also like DC. They're great coaches, so I really um, enjoy watching him fight. So I was pleased with that outcome, but unfortunately, Mighty Mouse lost. He was also on that card. And that was a huge upset. No one uh, saw that coming. He's been the champion for since uh, 2012, I believe. He's been defending his title since 2012. He's never lost. He's lost, I think, once, but he's been a champion since 2012, so it was a huge upset that he lost. Uh, very disappointed. But he was very um what's what's the word i'm looking for he wasn't upset he he really took it well and again he's just a really humble person um so i'm looking forward to seeing him fight again i know he'll come back i am uh never been a big fan of why uh, mighty mouse um because he's not like your other fighters where he's talking smack to people yeah you know he's kind of boring and then he's um, not boring did you see that he i don't watch his fights oh my gosh Um, the last fight he actually got um he did an arm bar yeah i saw that and and then i was like who gives enough and then it's like uh are you kidding me that was amazing you know it's uh, the skill to do that yeah, but then, like, guys say, oh, yeah, I do that in practice all the time. So it's like, oh, wow. Okay. You know, I, I don't roll, obviously. I'm, I'm not a uh, BJJ practitioner, but mm-hmm. um, I'm just not a fan of his type of fighting. You know, that, that type of uh, the lower weight classes, I'm, I'm not, like, a big, big fan of because. Um, what about, like, Frankie Edgar? He's exciting. Yeah, that's 145, though. Um, like, the super lightweights, like, mm-hmm. they, uh, a lot of them, they don't have thong they can't like knock out knock a guy out with one punch mm-hmm. so um that type of threat is less mm-hmm. and then you know it just i don't know the the 125 pound it's just like really really boring mm. to me um i disagree you know part of it because dj won so much uh mighty mouse it's uh you know he's not a uh charismatic champion so Mm-hmm. I I like my champions to do the whole media thing and promote the fight. You know, I like a Chris Cyborg type of champion. Oh, okay. Um. So so moving on regarding that. Um, Is that happening, Chris Cyborg and Nunez? Um. I read an article that Chris Cyborg was frustrated with the UFC. Well, because the, they weren't moving forward with the fight, and they kept like giving her the runaround. Yeah, it's moving forward. I think um, basically, Cyborg is frustrated. Um, Ch- uh, Chael Sonnen kind of explained it because uh, Amanda Nunes called Cyborg out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, after Nunez won her, won her fight. And then, then immediately after that, she said, I, you know, she called Cyborg out and then Cyborg said, sure, let's fight <laughs> right here, right now. And then, and then Nunez immediately said she had an injury. So, Aww. and then, oh, I'm going to delay it six months. So uh, you can, you can understand why Cyborg is frustrated because, yeah. um, you know, it's, if you call someone out, then you immediately say, oh, yeah, I'm injured. After When they say yes, then it can be a very frustrating process. If you're injured, then don't call out someone, right? So, Speaking uh, of injuries, as you hear, Yoel Romero is out. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm very sad. Facial injury. Yeah, really sucks. I, uh, I didn't watch the uh, interview where he explained how he injured his face yet, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm bummed. Uh, yeah. He's one of my favorite fighters. He's a good, uh, you know, he has immigrant mentality. Immigrant mentality. He's a good representation of a fighter for the UFC. Predictions on Conor McGregor and what's his name? Khabib Nurmagomedov. There you go. Well, Conor is actually the underdog in Las Vegas. Really? He's plus 160. But I've learned long ago not to underestimate Conor McGregor. The prices for that fight are insane. Frank and I looked into it. Oh my gosh. Like the cheapest ticket is like 850 bucks. It's expensive. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad Conor is back in the UFC. I'm glad he's active in MMA. He's a very, very good champion because he's... Uh, He's a good representation for the sport. He does his media. You know, if you watch some of the older videos from 2015 when he was on the rise, you know, he's kind of a humble guy. Um, he's humble? But then that kind of ended now. So. <laughs> no, I mean, if you watch, like, the older ones when he's coming up, uh-huh. you know, he uh, he was a plumber and then... Um, I watched some of the auto hype pieces. You know, he was a plumber. His family. So he comes from humble beginnings, but he, was he ever a humble person? Uh, you know, he's a he's a good guy, and uh-huh. um, you know, whether whether they're humble or not, you know, there there's a certain Holly, you know, acting aspect of mm-hmm. MMA of the fight game. And then um, the MMA journalist Luke Thomas was talking about it today that a lot of guys that we think are nice guys are actually not nice guys. <laughs> and then a lot of guys that um, the media portrays them as dicks mm-hmm. are actually nice guys. So I don't know because some of it's an act. Um, yeah, I agree. It is an act. Because, uh, you know, like a guy like Trail Son and, you know, he talks a lot of smack, et cetera, et cetera. But mm-hmm. uh, a lot of that's just for fight promotion. You know, like Chris Cyborg, everyone, oh, she's a man, blah, blah, blah. Everyone says all this mean stuff about her. And then um, they say a lot of mean stuff. And then Amita doesn't portray her well because she always wins the fights. Mm-hmm. So there's no underdog type of thing going on. But then supposedly, by all accounts, Chris Cyborg's a really nice person. She does all her media obligations. She's a good representation for the sport, et cetera, et cetera. And then uh, 
you know, you can contrast her with Amanda Nunes, mm-hmm. who's not a good representation for the sport because she never does any media. So it's like, what the freak, right? And then she complains that the UFC doesn't promote her, but then she doesn't promote herself because she doesn't do any media. And I don't, I don't think uh, Nunes is a good champion mm. because she doesn't. And she's probably comparing herself to Ronda Rousey, who received a lot of publicity. But they're completely different people, and they can't. She can't compare herself to. Well, she doesn't need to, to compare her. herself. She just needs to, you know. But I think what you're saying is, for, I don't know if it's true or not. She's saying that the UFC doesn't promote her, and she's probably thinking, well, why don't you promote me like you promoted Ronda Rousey? Well, Ronda also did a lot of promotion herself mm-hmm. because she actually went to went to certain media outlets etc etc i know you have to get invited to go to a said media outlet yeah but um but the champion in between that you know there was uh two holly champions holm. in between holly holm and, and um, misha tate. tate and then both of them they do their media and then mm-hmm. they're out there quote unquote so yeah. And then Amanda Nunes, you never see her. So it's like, what the freak, right? It's it's kind of weird. I don't think, uh, you know, those are the champions I like, the ones that help raise the bar for the sport. Um, you know, MMA's been going downhill for a while yeah. in, in uh, publicity. But uh, Connor's back. Nate Diaz is back. So things are looking good. Speaking of UFC, one of my friends just... Um was accepted to do a nutrition internship at UFC Performance in Las Vegas. How Ooh. freaking amazing is that? <laughs> I was so excited. And, oh, man. How jealous were you? Super jealous. That's freaking awesome. So good luck to her. She totally deserves it. Her emphasis has been sports nutrition. Mm. Um, so, But there's a graduate from my program who actually is a sports dietitian for the UFC. Ooh. Yeah. Exciting. Super exciting. Well, there's a lot of MMA activity in Orange County, so you can try to... No, there's different dietitians. And um, so, for example, I'm going to be specializing in diabetes. There's Ah. sports dietitians. There's um, dietitians who specialize in oncology, so cancer. There's renal dietitians. So there's specialties um and hers my this friend of mine she's been she has an undergraduate degree in kinesiology did an internship with ucla athletics so she's definitely set herself up for this um so i'm really happy for her that's cool and i will be starting my dietetic internship in a couple of weeks for anyone who's interested in becoming a dietitian, you have to not only get your master's in nutritional science, but you also have to complete a dietetic internship that consists of uh, 10 weeks of clinical, 10 weeks of administrative, uh, 10 weeks of outpatient education, and then you have five weeks of elective, whatever you um, are interested in, and that prepares you for the RD exam that you have to take. So just if anyone's interested. So you're going to have a big test coming up? after all this so stuff you have, or you are going yeah after you have to complete your coursework after you complete your coursework you get an accreditation uh certificate that you've completed your um 
by 2025, all RDs have to have their master's in nutritional science. So you have to have your master's and then you have to complete your internship. And then once you complete your internship, then you can sit down for the RD exam. And yeah, so it's, it's a long process, but if that's what you want to do, it's definitely worth it. It's a great experience. Yeah, you took a giant leap of faith to pursue this yes. uh, following your dreams. Yes. Yeah. And almost done. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, my uh, following my dreams has been uh, less exciting thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of uh, struggling days. Um, so yeah, I'm at the uh, struggling part right now, but um, I'm keeping myself busy. So been doing open houses for other agents. Um, an agent kind of took took me under his wing, so. Oh. I gotta learn some stuff. Um, so yeah, things are moving in the right direction finally. How did you meet this agent? No, they're just uh, they're a fellow agent in the brokerage. So. Oh. Um, but you know, at the beginning, you know, at the beginning, everyone's nice to you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, especially. Um, <gasps> but yeah, so uh, things are moving along in the right direction, um, which I'm excited for. Yeah, hopefully uh, things turn out well. I want to circle back to the MMA really quick. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, Nate Diaz is fighting, which is very good mm. for publicity. He's fighting Dustin Poirier. Hmm. Um, also, Max Holloway, um, you know, he got his concussion or whatever, and then he hasn't been heard, heard from since. So hopefully he's doing okay. So, uh, yeah. I heard Nate Diaz was pretty upset after he heard Conor McGregor was going to fight again. Because yeah. he wanted... Did he want a rematch with him? I mean, is that what he wanted? And that's why he was upset? Or he, I'm sure it has to do with money. Well, that um, that press conference was supposed to be about him um, fighting Dustin Poirier. I see. Then at the last minute, Dana White's... They had like a really quick video. Oh yeah, here's Conor McGregor, <laughs> and then um, you know he got pissed off at that. So I would too, but mm-hmm. you know I don't know what's going on with that guy. So I'm sure he's financially okay. I can't, you know, he's not Floyd Mayweather rich, so who knows? Who? Um, Nate Diaz. Oh okay. So I don't know. Um, you know he's he's had a long layoff. Nick Diaz has had a long layoff, so I don't know if their finances are are in line or not in line. But uh, he's been asked to fight, but he's chosen not to, right? Because yeah. of the money. That's kind of weird because if you, I, I'm sure there's gonna be a Connor Nick Diaz three. That's gonna do really well. So maybe that one payday after that then. He can uh, retire back to Stockton, California. <laughs> um, and then GSP, he should be fighting sometime soon. I'm looking forward to watching him fight. He hasn't said anything, but based off his interview that he did with Joe Rogan not that long ago, 
so he's he wants to fight sometime soon like before he's 40 because he doesn't see himself fighting after 40 i see do you have any uh closing thoughts about um your travels if you've learned anything did you learn anything introspective through this whole uh montana yellowstone thing joe rogan says yellowstone's gonna explode and then everyone's gonna die in a big oh yeah big thing they were actually doing a um it was called yellowstone live Uh, national geographic was doing this whole segment on yellowstone and they were talking about that um, and that was kind of scary because they, they never they don't know when it's going to um, erupt. So uh, introspective, gosh, it was just nice being out in nature, uh, admiring natural beauty. And I know that sounds kind of cheesy, but it's when you're out there and you're you know hiking. You're so mindful. So when we were hiking back from um, Osprey Falls, we were kind of scared because they tell you you have to be careful about grizzlies and you have to be careful about, um, you have to be mindful about um, bison. So we had our bear spray, but it was just Frank and I at one point walking through the uh, meadow. And we were pretty scared. And you have to be you're you can't help but to be present because you're aware of your surroundings and it's nice to not be distracted by everything going on in your daily life like your you know social media and work emails everything you're just in the moment so i i really enjoy that being in the moment um yeah so that's why i I really enjoy hiking and just being out in nature it's just nice to disconnect from yeah, you know, from distractions. I'm I'm sure you guys were armed hiking. <laughs> yeah, but so with the bear spray, they tell you you have to be within a car's length distance in order for it to be effective. Well, those are pl- and they're ninety five percent. I don't. I I just I feel like if you have a grizzly bear that's within a car's length distance. I don't know if you're going to make it out alive. <laughs> I don't think... Um, most of those are black bears, though, right? Uh, yeah. So. In Yellowstone? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. so I, I think you guys would be okay. And then um, at one point when we were walking back, Frank asked if I wanted to jog the rest of the way because I think he was really scared and he didn't <laughs> want to be out there anymore. And I was so exhausted. I'm like, no, I can't jog. Though I can't jog back. I'm too tired. But it was just funny that he even suggested it because I could tell he was pretty nervous. Yeah, it's... Um, I, I think most of the time the animals are more... Uh... They're more afraid of you than the opposite mm-hmm. um obviously for bears sometimes they get a bit more uh involved um because especially in these national parks because uh, they see people all the time and then people leave food out and then that's their source of um nutrition so mm-hmm. um, i'm sure the bears were less less scared of you guys there but you know for the most part if this was in the more um, secluded part of uh, Yellowstone then 
I'm sure you guys were okay. Um, but you know, I've um, I've been on hikes where I feared for my life. So I've I've been snowboarding where I feared for my life. And uh, quick story: one time I was snowboarding, and then I went down this double black diamond. Um, and then this was in the Sierra. It was, it was snowing, mm-hmm. and then um, I I thought I was like lost in the forest. <laughs> I was still in the ski resort, but then there was this narrow trail with a lot of trees, and then I fell into this hole, and then all the snow got on top of me, but then I came to my senses, and then I crawled out, and then um, I thought that was it, and then, um, yeah, I freaked out, but then, um, and then I called my friend on the phone, Steve, um, saying where I was, and then... Oh, you had reception? And then... I couldn't even speak because I was so nervous. Like the words coming out was just like noise. This was, was like, after you crawled yourself, crawled yeah. out of the hole. Yeah, but then I just kept walking downhill, and then uh, eventually uh, <laughs> I went back. Then I could eventually see the ski hut. But then because it was snowing so much, you know, the visibility was really bad. So I thought that was it, but it wow. wasn't. But anyways, um, that's scary. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, parts of uh, Mount Whitney, I got kind of freaked out, but whatever. But I was with you guys, so I was never too scared about that. Yeah, it's a completely different experience when you're hiking with a large group versus just, you know, another person. I don't know how people hike alone. That's That takes some serious guts. Yeah, like those people that do like the that Appalachian Trail by themselves. Yeah, I can't. I yeah, that would. Uh, yeah, so much can go wrong. Yeah, you should uh, hiking by yourself. You know these day trails. Obviously, you can because yeah, it's local. But and if you and I'm go, not judging anyone who does. It. I admire people who can hike by themselves, but I couldn't do it myself. I don't think. If you go deeper in you know these appalachian mm-hmm. trails or whatever um or the pacific crest trail then there's places where there's no road for like freaking 10 miles and then mm-hmm. you're really secluded so those are i mean i mean mm-hmm. uh if you run into another hiker you don't know what's gonna happen or if you run into a bear or if you fall down let's say you fall down and you break your arm i mean like or you break you know you bust your ankle yeah. Then how are you going to get your freak out? I mean, you're stuck there, right? So there's there's that element. But if you have someone, then they can always uh, support you and then go find help or whatever if you uh, bust your ankle. But if you're there by yourself, then... Yeah. Anyways. But how about those people like David Goggins who do these yeah. crazy, you know, triathlons or... What do you Ultra, call it? Ultra marathons. Ultra marathons. Yeah. That's... I can't even imagine what that's like. But um, well, they I mean, I admire all those people, those they have, you know, they, they kind of keep accountability there because it is a sanctioned race. So if someone doesn't show up at, at those certain checkpoints, then, oh, okay. then they can because um, it's like those are like, you know, every 10 miles, uh-huh. 10. Well, the, the ultras is like every 15 miles, they they have people monitoring or every 10 miles. So you're never like you know you're completely alone but then mm-hmm. every 10 miles there's like a race person there or whatever so if they if you don't show up then 
um, they're gonna go looking for you. Mm. But anyways, interesting. Yes, so uh, we'll choose a book, and other than that, that's it. Yep, it's nice catching up with you, Peter. Yes. Looking forward to our next book. Adios.